What's up, everybody? I am Kay Marie. I am Lou. I'm Mary. And we are Murked in the Midwest. There comes a time in everybody's life where we have a situation where it be your own niggas. Reach. So... In our story today, we have Yoko Cullen, 89, our victim. We have Daquan Barnes, 21. We have Demarcus Barnes, 30. And Latasha Cunningham, 39. At the time of the crime happening. So Yoko Yokoi Cullen was born April 23rd, 1926 in Nagoya, Aichi, Japan. She was an active member of her Catholic church, St. Henry in Belleville, Illinois. She also was an avid bingo player. She enjoyed karaoke, sewing, cooking, and having dinner with family and friends and spending time with her grandchildren. Living her life. Living being life. Your, being a yo good old grandma. Be nine, look alive. Trying <laughs> to be alive. Um, Latasha Cunningham, she was born November 9th, 1973, and Daquan was born August 31st, 1992. It wasn't listed on DeMarcus on his birthday. Um, that seemed like it was kind of confidential information in a way. Um, other than that, it's not a lot of information based on them and where they're from. Like Latasha, they say she's either born from East St. Louis, Illinois, or she's from Belleville. But other than that, it is very unclear. So these are just assumptions until we have more clarity. Okay. So it's Wednesday. It's May 18, 2011. May, you know, in Illinois is typically a little bit. You could have like a It's like a, a nice sprummer. Time. Yeah, like a sprummer. Yeah. You know, yeah. we ain't got like full on heat yet. Nice. But you never know in the Midwest. It could be. You never know. It could be. It could so, be raining. So she's out. You know, she probably got up that morning, had her little cup of coffee, read her paper. She's like, you know, I'm about to, it's Wednesday. I'm finna go play me some bingo. Go have a good old money. time. I'm finna win me some money. Support these grandbabies. Yes. yes. It's finna be all good. So she she hops in a car. She drives to, what was it? They were at the, it was at the firehouse, wasn't it? Or it the was, fireman's hall or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So she drives there for Wednesday night bingo, which was a regular thing for her. She loves it. She goes, she goes in, and she wins a little soft stuff. Little change. She a little chunk of change. Little change. change. And so I know she like, ooh, wait till I tell the grandkids about it. <laughs> and you this. know, in 2011, you know, hundred dollars. It, it it wasn't it wasn't a lot of money, but it was a decent amount of change. Much but you know, it is now. Eggs is forty dollars now, so uh, hundred dollars is yeah, my money. gas in a month. <laughs> Put twenty dollars in the tank and go home. Right. Yes. So she uh she leaves out the bingo hall, got her little purse, little winnings in her purse, and she's like, I'm gonna get in my car and call it a, a day. day. I'm tired. A win I'm a ready win. for bed. It's probably seven o'clock. This is late for her. She ready to go home, get in the bed. Yeah, to bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but then here comes haters. Ooh. Ooh, girl, haters, hating, 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 doing 
doing what they will always do. Good. They look, they see, but they feel like they have an easy, easy target. An easy yep. target. Just look at this old lady. She came out the bingo hall. She looking too happy. And like we said, this is her regular routine. Right. She do this every Wednesday. So, you know, they come, they come up to her and between the information that was given, it says that she was forced into the trunk of her own car, which is wow. You just put this but before then, old woman. But before then, they were saying that uh, Latasha saw that the lady was having some car troubles and she just uh, got over to the side to render aid. So they obviously had to watch this lady from the bingo hall. They probably and, and and that's did just something like, to her car too. To make right. her feel like she was having car And trouble. that's like a casino. Like, you know, people win a lot of money and some people, they come out of the casino and they get robbed um, when somebody identifies that they had won a lot of money. Um, but in this particular situation, it seems as though she watched her come from the bingo hall into on the side of the road where it was her Mazda where she rendered aid and was saying that she had flat tires. So in comes Daquan and Demarcus with a tire iron coming Mm. to help her seemingly. So then they forced this nice, lovely little grandma. Little church going lady. To the trunk of her car. They could have let her sit in the backseat. No, listen. Put the, put the old lady in the trunk of the car and then they drive to the Walmart. They're always a Walmart. I don't know why, why we were always got to get involved. Just try to do better, Walmart. So, anyway. This could never happen at a Target. <laughs> Target would never. Target would never. <laughs> so, when they get to the Walmart, they are attempting to use the woman's ATM card. Okay. So, they. First of all, let's just, you're going to hear some dumb things when it gets to the court case about this whole, yes, you are. It like the whole episode. It's just going to be like, wow. But anyways, they get, they try to use the ATM card um, with no avail. Um, when they see that they are getting nowhere from attempting to use the card, um, they continue on. And they drive, you know, they took the money from her that she had from her winnings, and they continued to drive. They head to, um, well, actually, it says they take the Interstate 55 slash 70. Well, Latasha in another vehicle. Mm-hmm. And she was thinking that because she drove past Yoko and Daquan and Demarcus, that Yoko saw her license plate. Which with- makes no sense. Yes. This woman was, again, almost 90. She's not looking at that shit. She's not. So anyways, they proceed on. And at this point, they have now, they have robbed her. They have basically kidnapped her. They have held her against her will. And to make matters worse, what do they do? Because they believe that she's able to identify them. They take her to an area in East St. Louis, which is known for dumping stolen vehicles. And they beat this poor woman. They beat her with the tire irons, trying to get the pin for her ATM card. Which is really sad. Like, take a minute to just think about that. These two 
men in their 20s, 20s and 30s, 20s and 30s are taking two men, one woman, whatever, taking the tire iron and are taking turns beating this almost 90 something year old woman trying to get the pen to her ATM card. Of course, with no avail because we are talking about tweedle deep, tweedle done, and dumbass. Mm hmm. They do not get what they are looking for. They then burn the victim. While she was still alive. Yes, Yes. burn her to death. And that doesn't stop the idiocy. They actually had the gall, the audacity, audacity. to call the number on her card to try to gain access to this woman's account. From Mm -hmm. their own cell phone. Yes. They are calling like, hey, yo, we try. I, I didn't forgot my pen. And what Latasha messed up at in the beginning is everybody is starting to use their cell phones. Like they, nobody thinks about shit can be pinged. Your phone could be subpoenaed. And voices can be identified. Literally. Y'all calling from the phone. Y'all calling from the phone. The call Ooh, is man. coming from inside of the house. Of Yoka. That records all phone calls. Up to try and get Yoko's. Now, Demarcus and Daquan and Latasha, y'all know damn well y'all don't sound like no dang Yoko. <sighs> anyway. So, continuing the idiocracy, at the end of this horrific crime, collectively, they each gained $130 from their robbery. What you gonna do with $130? $130! Nothing. Like, that's literally fucking nothing. Like, they thought this lady really hit a lick. I have never really heard of anybody hitting a big lick and bingo. You know, a couple hundred dollars. You know, you can win some money, but you know, like... What did y'all really think you were getting? To me, it just doesn't make any sense. You killed a woman over over nothing they felt like because they put this lady in a trunk and burned her alive the the second dumbest mistake they made was thinking that you could burn up a car and a body will literally burn char so bad you can't identify this person um regular heat that's not how it works uh with a regular fire it takes more intensity to actually destroy a body hence why people get cremated they thought they were going to cremate this lady in her car and it legit made no sense to me how they really thought that they were just going to get away with this scot-free and walk away with their $130 or some mod change. Um, y'all spent a good amount of money just on gas, all that driving around y'all was doing. Oh, that was also part of the crime. They did actually stop and get gas with the money that they stole from this woman. You- um, so that was part of their crime. Goodbye. <laughs> so on Friday, May 20th, 2011, her family, Yoko's family had, uh, reported her missing because she didn't come home. Everybody was concerned and looking for her. Um, so we are under the impression that somebody just reported to the police, like, Hey, it was a burned out car uh over on this particular area. street in this mm-hmm. area so somebody reported it the police got involved and then you know 
quite naturally when a burned up car is out somewhere, they tow it to a local junkyard. So um, it was later discovered after the East St. Louis Police Department requested the Major Case Squad to help investigate. They had went over to the location of where the car was located. And uh, once the trunk was open, they discovered her burned out body there. Okay. That was just horrible. Like, that is awful. Like, one, first of all, it is very concerning, like, an 85 year old woman to go missing, like, for that long. I, I probably, I know it's probably 24 hours for to file a missing police report. It is. And it's just, it's kind of concerning, like, it has to be that way for, like, a, elderly woman and right it makes because you, her family knows she has a consistent history like, like this is what her habits are this is what she does they know what her habits are they know she's not going to run off and you know go with a love interest somewhere or just abandon her family she hasn't done it in the 85 and the reason why we're going back and forth on the age because there were different things reported for her age but um she's not going to be just running off from her family she's lived a consistent life um, but it is just wild that, you know, your loved one is missing and out from their normal routine. And then you have to wait that time to report it. Now, they did find it relatively quickly because it was only like two to three days. Yeah, right? about two, three days. Give or take. I'd say it was almost like two and a half mm-hmm. because of like the time frame. But it's just kind of like. One of those things, especially somebody that elderly, like when you out by yourself like that, I get it. You know, elderly people feel like, hey, I've been doing this thing on my own for the longest. I don't need nobody. You know, Miss mm-hmm. Yoko probably was independent. Yes. So it's just like, I, it's really sad that she was preyed upon. She was preyed upon by just people with horrible intentions and also morons. And even if it wasn't her, they would have did it to somebody Somebody else. else. Not saying that it's right, no matter the person, but you went out and you were just looking. For somebody to rob. Like, like you was going to get rid. That's temporary Mm -hmm. money, you know? Like, that's Mm -hmm. that's no big money. Mm -mm. And I feel like this. All this time you spent doing this, plotting on this lady, driving around, driving from here, from a gas station to a Walmart, to this street, to that street. To the gas station, too, because he has to go to the gas station and get the gas to burn up. Right. All up in different cars. But you could have filled out a job application. <laughs> you could have right. easily did something else. But And it also does speak to their intent. They had the intent to murder her because why would you go purchase the gas to burn her if you didn't have the intent to murder her? And the what the the main thing that I've noticed about Latasha, even though it's minimal, like mm-hmm. I think she has something against elderly women because she only preys on elderly women. Yes, and yes. it was brought up that she had a, a previous history of robbing and attacking an elderly woman, but the lady actually survived. So. When um she Latasha and the elderly lady was in the car, she tried to snatch her purse from her, but she ended up shooting a lady in the chest. So how did she get out of that is unbeknownst to me. Um it's just it's sad how 
that should have been attempted murder right there. She, yeah, you you could have easily woman. took her ass off the street and just put been her done with her and, and put her ass in jail. Yeah. But now another person actually had to lose their life for you to actually be behind bars. So we are getting into how they got caught up. So, of course, it was reported, you know, there was a burning vehicle located on a street to the police department. And uh, they were giving descriptions of what they saw around, um, like, the vehicle who was there. So, identifying the car that was also there besides Yoko's car. Yes. Okay. So, um... It says, like, a vehicle and suspect descriptions were distributed to the police. And funny enough, uh, the officer spotted the 2006 white Dodge Charger near Latasha's house. So, again, that's a, you are being dumb because you're not thinking about what you're doing and how things are linked back to you. Right. People seeing you. People identifying, oh, this car was up by where the car that was on fire was at. Mm-hmm. And with the detectives uh, getting all that information, they were actually able to arrest them. And it was clearly seen that the the crime that committed it was committed it was not planned. So it was just kind of like, hey, let me scope out, you know, easy targets. Let me mm-hmm. see who I can actually get some money out of easily. Right. So with them doing this, with them finding them, they get the defendants they get them all they round them up and during this arrest they all um were given their miranda rights their opportunity to remain quiet um in that time latasha because she wasn't clearly uh using her sense none (laughs) she was given the opportunity to remain silent but she continued to interact with the detectives during this interview and investigation um, she did. She will later on you try to use this as an attempt to appeal, um, but it didn't work. But anyways, during this time of her being interviewed by the detectives, she does proceed to say that they, you know, giving this account that they were attempting to help this woman because they, you know, they thought that she was having car problems and then more of the story started to come out. Um. With that, they do go to court, but there was no actual um, preliminary hearing because of the statements that were given. And with that, which would have been like their uh, preliminary, within that preliminary hearing where they would have each testified, um, because of the statements that were given that were basically like acknowledging that they committed the crime, um, they went on to their actual trial. Now, DeMarcus did plead guilty Mm -hmm. to the crime. He did. Um, But, I'm sorry, Daquan did plead guilty to the crime. DeMarcus was the one who was actually found unable to, to, unfit for trial. And in the state of Illinois, um, well, all laws are different between states. So in the state of Illinois, you can actually plead insanity. Mm -hmm. Um. All three of them, when they were arrested, their bond was set at $3 million. And, of course, nobody posted <laughs> bail. Right. Y'all just sit right on in there. Enjoy your time. 
have fun because it's gonna be a little minute before you see a judge. Like those three squares. Right. Three hots in a cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here is where we get to the it be your own niggas. Mm. Honestly, you cannot trust a lot of people in your circle. Um, I don't know what made them so trusting of each other to even carry out this crime. The only connection that you made was that one of the girlfriends. So the connection that we found, of course, was that uh, Daquan and Demarcus were actually related, but Demarcus's girlfriend was Latasha's niece. Damn. So right. it, so it be your own niggas plus one. <laughs> right, plus one. Um. So doing their um their like interrogation. They were asking them questions like, oh, you know, what did you have to do with this? Who do you know? Was there another accomplice, a part of this? And literally, they, I guess they folded under pressure. And and the niece did fold under pressure, too. Because she did inform the police that she overheard them talking about ATM cards and not having working pens. Yes. On top of, you have a bank calling a Asian woman. But this phone number is being pinged back to you. It's your man. phone number. A black, a black man. man. So we did not use common sense in this. Um, <laughs> but during the interrogation, they just folded. They was like, hey, Latasha. Latasha was the one who told us <laughs> to do this. It was Latasha. And it's just like, damn, like you just snitched. But Latasha was really the ringleader. So... When Latasha got interrogated, she was saying, like, she didn't have nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. She didn't have any involvement. You know, they, they like, coerced me into this. Like, this lady was saying anything. And it was during the second interrogation where they actually, like, folded. Started snitching, just like they Tasha, just Tasha, started Tasha, Tasha, Just selling everything. And then they were like, you know, trying to use tactics to get out of actually being interviewed by like asking to go to the restroom. Um, you know, acting as though, you. right? Acting as though after you pee, you don't have to answer more questions. <laughs> um, you know, just really not that bright and really not using the actual laws that are in place to protect you as a suspect. Like, y'all could have just been quiet and literally, um, there was a lot of evidence, physical evidence, because, again, they didn't do too much or they didn't do good planning into their crime. There were latent fingerprints that were left on the tire iron. There was video, video of them everywhere from the Walmart parking lot when they pulled over to receive money from another person who was not identified in the court documents. From going to the BP gas station to get gas, they see one of them walking on the side of the gas station or the gas uh, pump to pump the gas. They have so much evidence that puts them and cobbles them together to this crime that it's like, you can't even say, even in Latasha's appeal where she tried to say that her admissions of guilt should be suppressed because they didn't adhere to Miranda and stop talking to her. There's still so much evidence that shows the involvement. It doesn't even matter. Like they just did not think this through. 
they just were out for money and they literally all together got $390. And the main thing that the police was going to do, especially when they got the phones, is call back the numbers (laughs) (laughs) of who is blowing up your phone. Right. And it had me thinking, like, did you switch your phone number? to this lady account like how did you get in like how how were they that's why they calling your phone that's why they didn't get in and why they really didn't get anything like you can switch it but if you don't have the identifying markers that are required by this institution that deals with money it doesn't matter how many times you switch that phone number it don't matter and of course uh daquan when he was interviewed you know he said that his statement was truthful um each time, like, you know, they did not get the pin number out of her. They just kept repeatedly hitting her. So Daquan was very forthcoming in all of this. And it just kind of like threw her and under the bus. So back to um, the case that she had against her in 1993, okay. where she uh, shot a 61-year-old woman in the chest with the, for the $205. Um, she had given her a ride, like I said previously, and she claimed it was a case of mistaken identity. Girl, please. Like Latasha literally said, that wasn't me. But the lady, you know, thank God she survived. She was picked out in a lineup twice. But, you know, it again, to these antics, one, there was no remorse shown really between any of them. Um, now, in Demarcus's case, he was seen as unfit to for trials, so there's clearly some form of mental health issues going on with him mm-hmm. um, that clearly, hopefully, are being addressed. Um, but in the case of Latasha and Daquan, there was zero remorse shown for their actions. Daquan is literally, you can see in the photos, he's smiling in court, just walking around like he's getting a high school picture the taken. The pictures made me like real disgusted looking at him because it's just like, and he was so young. He was 21. Yeah. And then um, it was like something brief that I stumbled upon that in uh, when he was 19, he, you know, was involved in another robbery. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like all he probably knew nothing but crime. And then in Latasha's case, again, back to this, let me do some antics because hopefully my antics are going to get me out of these problems. You know, she asked for a restroom break during her interview with the police. Um, like that's going to help and stop what's going on. Like, oh, I go pee, that's over. But also while she was in court, she had fainting and vomiting spells. Like She was know. crying and throwing up. <laughs> like, please stop, ma'am. <laughs> Sliding down the wall, <laughs> clenching her chest. She damn near was about to do it for little saint inside of the fucking courtroom. Like, oh, girl, bye. And that shows guilt. So, two things. So, if you have ever been in a situation where you have to pick somebody out of a lineup, I can guarantee you it's nothing how you see like on the movies when somebody is standing in behind a glass, mm-hmm. you know, like that's the person. Um, sometimes you're sitting in a room and you're sitting on camera. And I have been in a situation where I had to identify somebody. Um, they put the pictures in front of you. Okay. And so it's not like the police is kind of like coercing you to say it's this person. And you go in, you do the same thing. It's like, you know, are you going to be honest and forthcoming? Mm-hmm. You know, and they say, hey, is this the person? This the person? This the person? This the person? Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of stare at the person for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And 
in that that elderly woman, the 61-year-old woman's case, you never forget the person's face that who tried you. to kill you. Mm-hmm. So if you got picked up out of a lineup twice, and usually the lineups are not in the same day, um, they usually call you back. Do they give you like different pictures and stuff like they that? They do. They give you different pictures. Just mess you up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, to mess you up just to make sure that you're not just like pointing somebody out because it has been situations where people actually get arrested who actually had nothing to do with the case. That's right. why that happens a lot. And it's sad that it's common, but they give you a handful of pictures of different people. Um, not necessarily if they already committed a crime or not. It's just a group of random people, but they do have that one person in there that did commit the crime. Gotcha. And so the lady like, Hey, is this the person? No, it's not this person. Well, let me get a closer look at this woman. And then, you know, sometimes um, they will give you like more headshots of a person in a different angle. Like they'll give you like the, the, like the side profile, the front facing. um, Depending upon how you saw them. Yeah. Or they maybe even show her like the ATM pictures, you know, like, like, Hey, this is this lady at the ATM. Does her face look familiar? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So then they identify, okay, bam, that is Latasha. So thankfully enough that that lady was still alive to see stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, to, to actually to identify, her. to identify her because that helps this case. And clearly it did because she's behind bars. Now, but, she didn't murder and set somebody on fire. Right. And then the second thing is if you are a guilty person, you are going to do the absolute most. You are going to cry. You are going to throw yourself on the ground. People fake seizures. People fake. Look at Shug Diamond. He came with that blood. <laughs> right? So, like. <laughs> okay, and, and the thing was, is even backtracking to her when she was getting interrogated, what she was doing in, for like, I have a background in investigations. So um, (laughs) when you actually commit a crime, what people try to do is this thing called minimizing. Mm. So minimizing, because Tasha, Latasha technically did not kill her. Right. But she was involved. She was was involved. Mm -hmm. So the, how she got to minimizing was I was not with them when she was beating Beaten and burnt a lot. Yeah, I didn't do that part. I didn't do that part. But you, one, you approached this woman, surrender aid. And then, two, you drove them to BP. Y'all was in the Walmart parking lot trying to get money from somebody else. Mm -hmm. So this has your hand in it, regardless to if you Mm -hmm. did or didn't kill this lady yourself. At no point did you stop. At no point did you use your cell phone to call for help and assistance. You used it to try to get into her account. But you were just going along. You was for the ride. You was down for whatever it took to get that money. So don't try now with the, oh, well, you know, I didn't have much to do with Yeah, it. That wasn't me. And that's what they do when people minimize. They try to make it seem like it's not as bad as it really is. Mm-hmm. And it was horrible. So was horrible. you can say, hey, no, I did not kill that woman. But, comma, <laughs> baby, comma. <laughs> I had some type of involvement with this woman passing away. Um, so that 
makes me believe that she had like little to no conscience about it. But again, when people are guilty, they are loud. They are putting on a whole performance. She needed a fucking Emmy nomination for the shit she was pulling. Right. And usually people who are very truthful, very forthcoming, you know, they kind of like, hey, when it's my turn to get my side of the story, I'm going to tell my side right, of the story. The truth going to come out. The truth going to come out. The evidence is going to add up. It wasn't me. I had nothing to do with it. Now, everybody's reactions is different. But mostly when people are telling the truth, people are like, I really don't have shit to prove because I didn't do Ooh, shit. Right. But you got people who just throw themselves on the floor. Like, you know, right. you trying to force yourself to throw up. Bitch, you should have forced yourself to throw up when, when you saw this woman's body on, on fire. fire. As she was still alive. And imagine that somebody is just literally screaming for their life. Like, have you ever, get, you ever touched a hot stove before? Uh-huh. You ever got burnt by iron or some right. shit? That Hello. shit hurts. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just feel so bad for this woman. And they probably was just like a kikikikikin, you know, right. trying right. to fucking run off with a $130. No, literally between them, each one of them got $130. So total $390 is what you what you put the price of this woman's life. Thinking you're gonna get her pen that she never gave because you guys are morons. And that's the thing. Like, was it fucking worth it? Not at all. That three hundred dollars, four hundred uh, dollars. You got away with it for three days. It came and went. Two two and a half days. And I'm actually thoroughly impressed how quick they were like they were on it now for it to be this location to be where it was east st louis which if you're not from the midwest you may not know much about east st louis is the furthest point on illinois border to missouri and it is a it that area in itself is a very sketch area they um have a high incidence of poverty they have minimal resources and honestly commend the police officers and detectives and agents that were involved in and even in the community for reporting that type of activity that was happening in their area. Um, the community and the police officers band together to actually catch them and did a fantastic job. I'm still impressed by that. Like normally shit does not get solved for years on end. Mm -hmm. So they were pretty proactive about that. So um, they literally like was not trying to hit this woman, like all her dramatics. They Mm -hmm. was like, you know, your your team folded on you. Right. Okay, girl. Just go. They said, fuck it. They said they threw your name in it. They threw your ass under the bus. They backed up the bus. <laughs> they rolled <laughs> back <laughs> over your ass. <laughs> and, <laughs> and kept going. Like. And we don't care about your theatrics, ma'am. And they don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> you can cry. You can call whoever. You can do, like, your ass. You did it. You did it. And. You thinking, oh, I don't have any direct involvement. No, that nigga, they gonna they gonna go light on my sentence. Okay. Absolutely not, girl. You just as wrong as them. So each of them got a sixty year sentence and without looked out parole without the possibility oh. of parole. And Latasha has to serve one hundred percent of her life sentence. Like it's no path is no good behavior it's no this no that for her she has to serve a hundred percent of it um with the marcus 
he was never on trial again. They they said he was mentally unfit to stand trial, but he is receiving treatment. With his conviction, he was convicted of the first degree murder, and he has to serve eighty years in a mental facility, um, or until he's able to go to trial, or until he's able to go to trial. Um, they're gonna keep uh over a course of a few years, they're gonna keep testing his mental fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, what his actual mental disability was is unknown. It's not listed in the court documents. I did read through um the entirety of the case, mm-hmm. which is um uh, we'll cite in the notes. Um, but there was nothing listed to why they said that he was mentally unfit um for trial, which I found interesting. Uh, because usually they would say something, but there was clearly a background going on with him. And the thing is, is imagine how many people that do reside in states where you can plead insanity. Right. But it's not like they take it lightly. It's not like you can just be like, oh, I'm insane today. So there was something. You know, I'm feeling a little sociopathic today. (laughs) So I'm just going to off somebody and see how far I can get. Right. Okay, for Latasha, on December 10th, 2013, the trial court sentenced the defendant to a 60-year term of imprisonment followed by a three-year mandatory supervised release. On January 9th, 2014, the defendant filed a motion to reconsider her sentence, arguing that the court did not consider any mitigating factors such as her remorse and character. Okay. And on April 2nd, 2014, the trial court denied that motion because she was full of shit. They usually are. (laughs) So uh, with her release date not being until May 21st of 2074, she may not even make it out of prison alive. It's Um, very unlikely. She'll be 100, basically. yeah, Yeah. And then... For Daquan, same thing with him, but a few days later, his release date is 5-23-2074, so he won't get out of prison until he's 83. Right. And maybe he can go to a bingo hall and get murdered and beat <laughs> set on like, fire. I don't know. You never know how karma works. <laughs> right. And then with DeMarcus, it's, it's just looking like he's just going to be in a mental institution. Um, yeah. Again, we don't know the determinant factors behind what's his situation he has going on but right. he might have to just serve all 80 of them years in a mental facility not saying if he gets the imprisoned treatment how regular prisoners would get treated but well, i feel like the mental institution wouldn't it be some form of imprisonment because it's not like i mean it's a mental institution but is it for the criminal mm. it could be but at the same time i feel like a mental institution is like literally like what it is. Like, so it's I, just that facility. I think maybe you're in a room okay. and not in a prison cell. Okay. And because you, but you're getting treatment, you're getting treatment and maybe certain people cannot be like somebody might have schizophrenia. Somebody might have a bipolar disorder with another condition mm-hmm. and you know, these two or dissociative disorders. Or yes. Or and anything. these two start attacking each other, you know? Okay. So, so I think getting... maybe depends on how the facility is set up, mm-hmm. how um, 
if he's in a cell or if he's not, um, or if he's behind bars. They might have a different area of the institution where they keep they keep them all to mm-hmm. keep them separated. Because in a mental institution, you can actually get out, right? Because you're not technically in jail, right? But these people can go back. The people who didn't commit a murder, they can actually go back and resume a quote unquote normal life, right? Once they get the help they need, okay. So this concludes the heartbreaking murder case of Yoko Cullen. Oh, yes. Poor Yoko. Poor lady. Rest in peace, beautiful. Yeah. She looked so sweet, too. She really did. In her pictures of her youth, she was beautiful. Daddy is an understatement. Yes. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to... or. Or you can give us case suggestions. We don't mind case suggestions because it's so many murders that happen in the Midwest. So uh, email us at murkedinthemidwest at gmail.com. Exactly how it sounds. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.